0: Welcome to Video Game Bullshit. Um, today we have a, a special guest with us, but uh, we'll go through and introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Jeffrey Wittenhagen. Uh, I run Hagen's Alley at WordPress.com, little blog. Um, I'm also the Subcon Three on Nintendo Agent Club and some other forums. I also have an award-winning published book called Hidden Treasures. That's up on Lulu.com. Um, got a little Twin Galaxies award for that. Pretty cool stuff. Um, we also got Kyle.
1: Hey, what's going on? I like to do no death runs, high score runs, a uh, collector of all things retro, uh, from video games to figures to vinyl, VHS, old beer signs, tap handles, you name it. So that's a little bit about me.
0: He also likes to drink beer out of a kid's house, according to the picture that's up on our website now. <laughs> He's got a streaming beer going into his mouth. Great. <laughs> and we also got Kevin?
2: Uh, and Kevin Kill here from kwkbox.com, run a YouTube channel on several different forums and social medias, all under kwkbox, and yeah, check it out sometime, and you'll get the details from there.
3: <laughs>
0: all right. <laughs> all right, so so Joe, don't get mad at me now, but we have uh, Joe Granato.
3: That, that's that's correct. That I is, said
0: it correct. It's, it's yeah. not that hard. No, you it's should, not, but... Yeah. I, who calls you G- Joe Grenado? I bet. Uh,
3: no, and that would be fine. I would accept that, but I don't <laughs> like when I get like Grantanianto. and it's like, uh, really, dude, because it's not that complicated. There's not that many letters there.
0: Yeah. We have Joe Grantanianto <laughs> here from.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, what, what is it? Nah, he didn't a from uh, from Office Space. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I don't-
0: but yeah, we got Joe Granado here, um, and he, uh, is from the new 8-bit heroes doing a documentary. Um, basically, it was a Kickstarter-funded campaign, um, where he's also doing a game with it. Um, it's called Mystic Searches. Uh, it's gonna be both current gen and retro, and I definitely have a lot of questions on that and how it's gonna work and get all the details. So, Joe, if you give us a little bit of bio about yourself, where you come from.
3: I was raised by wolves. All right. Good 70.
1: start.
3: Now, I uh, I'm originally from upstate New York. Uh, I uh, I I loved NES as a kid. I was I was that kid. I was like people would call me on the phone. Actually, that my first conversation uh, with a girl on the phone ever was her asking me about uh, Adventure of Link. <laughs> um And so that that so that set the tone for my life, I think. So I became a video game guy, and I, I always sketched my own games and illustrated my own games as like a six, seven-year-old kid uh, to the point where I even sent a letter to Nintendo of America. And it was pretty much a one-sentence letter that says, hey, I have a great idea for a video game. Please send me the stuff I need to make my video game, Joe, and <laughs> sent it to them. And I was sure, I, I waited all summer, I was sure, that they were, that there was going to be like a delivery any day. Like <laughs> I waited like three months and I was crushed when I got the little form letter. And if, if you ever set, sent that letter to, you got that form letter too. And, uh, those ideas got lost. And then I, you know, got older and found girls and rock and roll and you know, whatever, went off to college, got oh, yeah. into some trouble, toured with a rock band, opened a recording studio started doing video and film. Uh, we integrated that in the front studio and then I was always a, uh, a programmer. And so I started making games out of that studio and it just got cooler and cooler. Um, and then I moved to Sarasota, Florida, took a job at a prestigious art college down here. And that sort of leads to now. And this crazy project happened when I found those illustrations from 1986 in a yeah. box in my parents' shed. And I said, think i could make this game now for the nes and thus the project was born that's awesome so yeah. there's my crazy bio <laughs> sweet and so so
0: the game's mystic searches yes that, sir was that, was that what it was originally called when you that
3: started? was what it was originally called when i was a kid
0: hell yeah that's yep. that's awesome yep now now i know in the on um, the kickstarter because i was definitely a backer i i want to def i'm getting i think the the NES version, I think you had a CIB version, right? Yep. So
3: appreciated. Yeah.
0: So I definitely did the CIB version because I'm a CIB collector. I'm a awesome. Mad, I'm a mad mess. <laughs> so it's kind of awesome.
3: <laughs> but, we'll um, try we'll we'll try and make it pretty for you.
0: So the thing is is that I if I remember right, the you're doing one for Steam as well, correct?
3: Well, oh there's so much. There's so much that I am <laughs> on the verge of saying, but can't con I can't say yeah. things yet.
0: Okay, um, so, so I'll say some things for you. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I've heard, I will is neither that... confirm or deny if I can't say oh. anything. Oh yeah, cool, excellent. Then so, so we'll know what's <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, um, so basically, what what I, what I remember was is that the Steam version is going to quote unquote talk with the NES version. Somehow they'll interact with each other.
3: So that is that is we'll, we'll leave the word Steam out of it. We'll call it. NES version and modern component. Nice. So uh we won't talk too much it was about it.
0: Initially and the Kickstarter it was Steam or something. It
3: was we had thought that maybe that would be one of the places if we got green lit, you know, that there was gonna be Well we didn't we didn't really push it either. Um just other things. There's other things in the work. So okay. um but uh the idea is yeah there will be a, a modern component and I will say this, if nothing else, it will be playable as like a standalone executable on your PC or Mac. You know, that's, yes. that's, so there will be a version that will go there. Um, and we've changed it a little bit um, as far as the design of how it's actually going to work um, for uh, what I consider a brilliant change. And it wasn't my idea. It was a hardware guy's idea. Um, the, the original concept was that we were going to put flash memory inside the cartridge and we were going to develop a microcontroller that saved data, talked to that. And then it also had a USB out, and so the saved data would talk via the USB. And Great. so, so that was the concept. But we have something even cooler that we're about to show in the next couple of weeks. But this is one thing I can talk about. Um, that the peripheral that is being designed right now, and I should have it in my hand. What's today's date? The ninth, the second. Yeah. So in six days, I should have the finished uh, one back. It is actually a a peripheral that plugs into the controller 2 port on your NES and drops things to a USB. So why that's cool is the NES game can just be the NES game. It can just stand alone as it is as the NES game. And we don't have to make any modifications to the car. We don't have to slam any extra stuff in there. The NES game is a straight-up NES game, plays exactly like you'd expect, whatever. And it allows us to make various adventures – with the data that it can export through the player, through the controller 2 port. That's like so, revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. So there will be, you know, time travel slash multi dimensional things happening in this universe um, that lend itself really well to that paradigm. So we can make an exact copy of the game that just plays on a PC that, you know, you could just save your data back and forth we can make a completely different version of the game where your actions completely affect the world that develops in the modern component game. So, you know, and they can talk back and forth. So when you do something and there's time travel involved, it affects the next game, you know? So these are all, I, I don't want to pitch I don't want to like paint myself into a corner with how we're going to use it, but these are, these are the ideas on our dry erase board right now. So.
0: In here, I thought you were going to say, yeah, we have a password that you put in Metroid style and
3: (laughs) it's going to be cool. man. (laughs) It's going to be straight up like it's going to be the magical key that unless you are like a hardcore NES developer, it's going to be magical. Like, it's just going to be like you're going to take something out of the NES and put it into a computer, and it's going to know what's happening. You know, that's that's right. the goal. We, we want to give people that same magic, like when we used to put in an NES cartridge and hit the power button, and we're kids. We're like, how does it even work? How does it... I want to do that. I want to have that effect again. <laughs> All over
1: yeah, again. Make something, yeah, yes. make
3: something for the NES that makes you feel that way again. Yeah. So, so
0: like um, since Kyle and Kevin aren't too familiar with Mystic Searches, uh, what type of game is it going to be for the NES?
3: Okay. Uh, well... When I was six and seven years old, my entire universe revolved around The Legend of Zelda. Like, it was just the thing. I mean, it was the formative component of anyone my age's young life. It was like, oh, my God, it's a giant world. Oh, that's a cave? You could can, can go in there? You could get things? And mm-hmm. it was an amazing, like, it was, a, you know, save the game? What? Go back to, you know. There were so many things about it that were so revolutionary. And so a lot of those designs and illustrations I'd done as a kid definitely screamed that because I didn't even have any other vernacular for games like that, you know, that there was very limited video games to have played by 1987. Mm. Um, so I would say that as a foundational place, uh, that style of sort of open world adventure game is is very much at the core of what we're trying to create with this game. and. Um, there's there's a few definite uh, uh, tangents from that. There's, uh, you know, it is a 2.5D game, so there is a Z-coordinate that, that you can jump and stomp on things, and there's platforming elements to it. Um, it's, cool. But, it, you know, we wanted to definitely keep it open world, and we wanted to keep it where there are consequences to the decisions that you make, and they're not all... You, it's not like a game where you just run through and defeat everything and get get everything in the game by getting something and choosing to get that thing, you might sacrifice getting something else. And so you have to sort of Ooh. make the choices as to, as to, you know, who you piss off and, and, you know, who you befriend and things like that as you're progressing through the game, which leads to interesting replay value and yeah. interesting ways for it to communicate with the modern game too.
1: Yeah. It's almost so, like a choose your own adventure or something, you know? Right. Right. So you, you definitely like, you know, there are definitely,
3: People within the world that don't like each other very much, and if you help one, the other one won't help you. And and there's timing elements where if you don't complete things in a certain amount of time, you can't get that thing in this playthrough and that kind of stuff. Oh wow! So yeah. so it's Kick-ass, uh you right? know these are at least all the the designs, and you know the engine is still a work in progress, but it's coming along really well. So. <laughs>
0: Now you see, Kyle. Why I pooped myself when I saw this up on Kickstarter, and like immediately was like click back.
1: <laughs> yeah, because because we're just total Zelda freaks too. So it's yeah. Oh, it's well, um, I have good
3: news for those of you who are finding out about this now and interested in supporting. Uh, because of things, I can't readily mention this moment uh, <laughs> that we will be heading back to Kickstarter in a couple of weeks. Um, because. The game as it stands, as was as was produced in the last Kickstarter, is primed to do exactly ready to go right where we said. And then, like, much grander things suddenly came up. So we're like, awesome. Let's do this as big as this can be. And so we're going to appeal to everybody and show them what's, what we're working on so far and the documentary so far and things like that. And uh, and hopefully just next big thing, man. That's what we're hoping. So Sounds yeah, cool sweet
0: yeah. yeah I mean and, and the thing is that that'll also give other people that are interested an opportunity to get a copy of the game sure
3: and there's been like we've had like I'd say at least two three times a week I get somebody who would be up oh I just saw this how can I get a copy and, and rather than trying to set up like a pre-order chaos craziness I said well I'll tell you what I'm gonna add you to this list hold tight give me <laughs> until like April and let's, let's revisit that and I definitely want your support so you know put some money aside for it so nice
0: Man. I know, I think I initially I emailed you or messaged you on Facebook about doing beta testing and stuff like that. Because I was like, yep. man, Zelda beta tester? Are you effing kidding me? Hell <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. One thing was is that uh, I know I was talking with Kyle, and we saw the old Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. is there any chance that you're going back to the old Zelda documentary sometime? Because I was super, um, I back to that as well, because I'm super interested. I've <laughs>
3: that was got amazing. I've, well, I've got a couple of, of options at this juncture. There is some crossover in a lot of segments from the Zelda documentary. Um, you know, a lot of the conversations I had with a lot of people that I did interview, um, the conversations were not hundred. I mean, we we'd talk for you know an hour, we'd fill up an entire memory card. Um, and it wasn't all Zelda centric. Some of it was just about love for the NES and, and love for actually the physical cartridge and what that meant to people and, and stuff like that. So one thing that I'm toying with is it's possible that some of that stuff migrates to this project. And then there's sort of like a Zelda slant to those conversations. Um, and it, it definitely would be warranted because that's a huge influence on this game. And some of these people like, um, Oh, you know Don Rivers from Harmonix, and and you know my friends at Naughty Dog, and and people like that—they're they're killing it in the industry right now. I mean, they're doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. And so to hear them sort of wax poetic about their time with the Gold Cartridge is relevant and cool to both documentaries. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that presents me with it's a, it's sort of a double edged sword because I couldn't I in, include some of that stuff in this documentary, which would probably mean the Zelda documentary would be lacking enough material to really you know continue to move forward but at least then that stuff would get into a documentary people would see it um so i don't know it's kind of uh,
0: you got you got to make a decision
3: basically yeah and on the other hand if i don't include it the zelda documentary is going to look an awful lot like this one in some places so it's like uh, so we'll see yeah. I, you know I'm, i'll be making that decision when we're you know I almost, I almost think, like, think
0: stretch goal for the new Kickstarter that they reach a certain amount, you do Zelda bonus disc or something.
3: Uh, yeah, you know. Um, stretch goal. That <laughs> we is love not, our stretch goals. That is not a horrible idea, actually, and I hadn't thought of that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, we're, we're the think outside the box guys. We're the bullshitters. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, you know, it, it was weird with the Zelda documentary. I had the same level of. of uh uh you know promotion it's it's appealing to the same demographic. I had the same amount of press. That there's literally no reason. But here's what happened with the Zelda documentary. I can tell you straight up I know why it failed. Uh the first major article that was written the day that it launched read filmmaker seeks fifty thousand dollars to make documentary about Zelda. And that was <laughs> oh, now it was awesome in a factual way because that's if you read the article it was just a very factual article about this is what's happening and check it out on Kickstarter. Except that's the one that went viral and everyone slammed like, I could make a documentary with $100. What do you need? $50,000. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. right. And then trolls. Like, all the trolls just completely destroyed every thread. And yeah, I was trolls like, trolls are great. It's bogus. Yeah. So, and that's, I, I really have a feeling that's why that like launched. About the same way, and died on the third day. It just completely, you know.
1: Plus, with plus uh, with this
3: one, there's
0: a, a huge ant, uh, kicker to it, a, aka the NES game.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, the people, the people that were like, "Well, he's gonna make money off of somebody else's IP for the Zelda one," that shut him up on this one. So it's like, exactly. all right, you know,
0: that's why. Like, if you did that as like a stretch goal, there's nobody could talk shit about that because now
3: you're just adding on to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very true, and that's a you know what I'm gonna take that into serious consideration. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, so you mentioned juggling chainsaws earlier.
3: Flaming, ch- flaming chainsaws. <laughs> oh, there we go.
0: <laughs> now speaking of juggling flaming chainsaws, I heard a rumor. Um, that you're going to be um, working on another NES game when you finish your NES game. That is true. Um, but the one for the uh, NES Quest.
3: <laughs> yes. And uh, us and Rob, uh, me and Rob have gotten very tight over the last. Actually, we've been talking since the Zelda documentary Kickstarter was up. And, uh, you know, he's a really cool guy. And uh we we've, we've talked at length and back when they were first trying to get their film kickstarted I'd ask them, "Hey man, I'm a programmer, I love NES. Do you have any do you guys have any desire to, you know, make uh not an game, but just a game for an iPhone as a promotional tool, get you, you know, get it out there. I'd be willing to do that. You can hire me and my my artists, you know, I'd be glad to do it. I'll give you a rate, you know, whatever." And he's like, ah, "I wish we had the budget." I'm like, oh, I can't do it for free cuz like I'm trying to put all this money in the Zelda documentary. Uh, maybe someday we'll figure something out." And, that and then, happened. <laughs> and then, and then, jump a year and a half later, and when it was like, okay, we can make you an NES game now. He was like, yes, I don't care, whatever we have to do, that's <laughs> awesome, let's do it. So, um, me and two of the artists, and probably the the guy who's designing my tools, uh, like my software tools, are going to work on the NES Quest game nice. after this. But he he is very cool and understands that that is not even a. Thought in pre-production and war. Well, you're, right now you're
0: making magic happen with a magical key that plugs into the second controller port. So,
3: <laughs> and yeah. you never know if that might unlock bonus footage in his film as well. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. It unlocks bonus game features
3: or 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 or, at, or video files
0: on the, on a computer. Oh yeah. Insanity is what it is. It's the uh, you know the whole world is at your oyster now, and you can actually make a multi-layered, leveled game, which is awesome.
3: Yeah, we we've had a con- that con- sort of concept for a while. Um, I I worked on a project in Baltimore in 2011 where a bunch of musicians were trying to to get just more more awareness that there was a cool scene going on there. And I was playing with a lot of bands at the time, and I yeah. had the studio and stuff. And so we all got together, you know, like 11, 12 bands worth of musicians. And we said, let's do something crazy. Let's make a feature film and a game and a series of albums. And what we'll do is we'll like, (laughs) we'll, we'll get all the musicians and we'll put their names in a hat, like all the drummers, all the bass players, all the guitar players, all the vocalists, whatever. And we'll make bands and put them in the studio for a day. You know, out of these ra- like these random groupings and, and put out, and that'll be the soundtrack of the movie. And and then what'll happen is when they play the game, when you beat a level, it unlocks one of the songs. And then, yeah, it was like this whole plan. And we were we were in the sort of R and D stage. We had had a uh, like a beta, and it was really cool. But I like that kind of thing where you know it's it's multimedia, it's multifaceted, it's it's sets itself apart in some way, you know.
0: you're making everything interactive interactive media
3: yeah it's it's not like every every, anyone i I used to teach game development in high school um and you know i would teach ninth graders how to make games you know full-on games anyone can make a game now if you really wanted to you could learn how to do it you know tools are getting easier and easier but when you start to get into things like that. No, not everyone can make an NES game. Not everyone can make a, a multi discipline So this this sort of separates itself out, and that's you know hopefully why people find it you know interesting or, or you know talkworthy or whatnot.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of points and pieces to this project, and it's yeah. awesome.
3: Which is the juggling flaming chainsaws thing? Uh, because right now I've got about six major things that have to come together in exactly the right way in the next three weeks. So <laughs> I'm trying very hard to make sure that that happens. That's craziness. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, Kyler, Kevin, you got any questions for Joe? Does, is it going to have different endings? No, uh, I'm not going to lock myself in to
3: say no. Okay. But I would, but, but I generally think it's working towards one ending And in a way, it's sort of an open ending because it's supposed to sort of completely always be open-ended between the modern component and the NES component. So we're trying to keep it satisfying, like you have accomplished something, but still sort of open. And, you know, so it almost feels like you can just go back and forth forever.
2: Like a bubble bobble ending and be like, you did it wrong, play it again.
3: (laughs) No, 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 you definitely, there's a... You, you beat the antagonist, you win the game. Yeah, absolutely. okay. That's a good question, though, with, with having, <laughs> you know, being so open world like that. It's it's really challenging from a design perspective to try and create an open world experience with the limited number of crap that you can do with the NES. Yeah. So I could do it easily in Unity for, you know, for a game. Yeah. Now for like an iOS device, no problem. But for, yeah. for all the limitations of the NES, man, it is tough. So. All that
0: stuff you're doing is definitely going to push the scope of the NES to its limits. That's definitely. for damn sure.
3: There are programmers who are doing way more cool stuff than we are going to be doing for the game itself, but we're hoping that we're creating an interesting project. Like, you know, for the NES, it's an interesting project.
0: It doesn't necessarily have to change the world, but if the story is interesting enough, even yeah. the simplest idea will be amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: So now as far as like programming goes um yes. as far as did you is there like parallax stuff or like how or is it just oh, yeah. um it is, is it, like top is, down bird's eye view
3: it's a top down but it has it does have a z coordinate so um it feels very it, it like i said it's 2.5 d so you can jump on things it kind of gives it that sort of 3d feel um it there's no parallax scrolling in fact uh we abandoned scrolling and made it more like, you know, screen based like the original NES Legend of Zelda. Um, not because we couldn't do scrolling. I mastered scrolling, which is the hardest thing to do with NES programming. Right. That, right. Um, and that's yeah. not just me saying it. That scrolling is easy. Four directional scrolling like, like Crystallis or, or games like that, you know, is. Impossible. Like it's it's not impossible, but oh my God. The kind of stuff that you have to sacrifice in order to make that happen or the level of computer scientist you have to be to do that is crazy. Um and we just realized it was it wasn't that important to the game that we were creating. So why why spend all the time on that and and not spend time on, you know, making the gameplay better
1: and fun Um, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is most important always. Yeah.
3: yeah. And the other goal too, the other thought that was in our minds right from the beginning was we wanted this to feel like a 1987 NES game. You know, that, that first second generation game way before the end of the lifespan. And they weren't pushing the, the console to those limits yet. They were still, you know, they were still figuring it out. Um, I mean, it's it's funny to think about too. The 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 men who were developing for the NES back in the day had about a year's worth of experience with the programming language as they were programming those major release games. Hmm. Well, the community now is at like thirty years of of reverse engineering and figuring out how it works and things like that. A lot of like the American like the indie companies that were making the NES games, the the, you know the the non-licensed stuff. They were just guessing and figuring stuff out as they went. They didn't even have any official, like, uh, you know, there was no, I mean, there was no forums. There was no manual on how to do things, you know, it's, it's crazy. So all, all they got was a letter from Nintendo saying, good luck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like growing at, like, a geometric rate. It, it's it's kind of like, because I heard you mention music, like, with guitars, like, in, in the 80s, you know, Van, uh, Eddie Van Halen was just figuring out how to do the tapping, and now you have, like, 10-year-old kids who are like sweet arpeggios and...
3: Right, right. right. You know... And and a lot of it is because, you know, at the time, no one was doing that, so he was kind of inventing it, and it was very impressive once he figured it out, because no one else was doing it. But now, when that's what you, you know, muscle memory train a 10-year-old kid on, he can do that, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. he watches it on YouTube and does it every day for two years, and all of a sudden, he can tap, you know? And it didn't... It took Eddie Van Halen just as long to, to get it down, but since there was no one else doing it, it was that much more impressive.
1: And the access to all that knowledge is just yeah. at fingertips, you know, yeah. so it, it speeds up everything. And sure. yeah, you're right. Like it's, it sh- it's, it's going to get nuts. I well, mean, it, already, and, it already is really, but.
3: And, and the other thing about the project too, that I'm hoping that I'm, well, that I am doing as we go is I'm creating sort of a compendium of my, like what I have learned and teaching other people how to program for the ADS. So if there's people that are really that interested Granted, you you gotta have a little bit of a programmer's mind to be able to really get into it, but there are people whose first programming language was assembly language to develop on the NES and they're they've made games. They've made homebrews. Yep. So, you know, I basically what I'm what I'm figuring is I'd like to see more NES games. I think that'd be a cool thing. If I can develop a tutorial set that helps people do that, awesome. And all I'm doing is just telling people what I did to make this game. I don't there's no secret. It's not like I'm I don't
0: hoping have you got a, a nice little something that can unlock into my mind because I've programmed before and there was a certain spot where I hit the glass ceiling I couldn't break.
3: Uh, There are certain spots with the NES that I'm there too. And I'm just, yeah. you know. So it's it's not that it's easy, but assembly language itself is really easy. It is. It's like learning how to play with Legos. It's not difficult. The problem is how the NES interfaces with the assembly language. Yeah. is so unintuitive. Uh, that's what makes it difficult. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting, like like with Crystallis, when, since you know what goes into it and you mm-hmm. you can see a game completely different, like, like yeah. you're saying, like, it's insane, but so, people wouldn't, like, get that, you know, like, who just yeah, played yeah. it?
3: Well, this is what's funny. So right before I launched into trying to teach myself assembly language, which was a couple months before I decided to take on this project, um, I've got my, my giant MAME arcade cabinet in the corner and it's got my, like every NES game on there, you know, whatever. And I started thinking about doing this project and I, I started playing through just the catalog. I started just, you know, picking games at random and playing them. And I said, if I tried to make an NES game, how good would it have to be before I considered it a worthy pursuit? And so I'm playing like some of the quote unquote crappier games. Mm-hmm that's some people still really enjoyed like did you guys ever play what is it Arquista's Ar- Ring oh yeah yeah so I played Arquista's Ring and I'm like you know what if I could make something as good as Arquista I'm never going to make Legend of Zelda if I could make something as good as Arquista's Ring I'd be able to say I made an NES game ha dude I don't want to toot my own horn but Arquista's Ring ain't shit it's <laughs> like now that now that like I'm into it, it's like, yeah, that was a really low bar to set because this is so, yeah. so I feel, you know, I feel good that like people who are just looking to play a new NES game. This is going to be a new NES game. You know, it's going to feel like they wanted to feel. So awesome.
0: Yeah, and and my thing is, if you got me doing the whole beta testing, I I definitely will find every glitch. I found crazy shit in games before after they were released. <laughs> People yeah. were mad. Like the Felix one I'm, from the Genesis, I broke that one.
3: <laughs> I'm sure that this will have glitches. I'm sure it'll have bugs. And but the reason that I'm okay with that is because NES games had glitches and bugs. That, very there, true. Yep. there was no downloadable content that you got where you got to you know. Erase the glitches or fix the, but no, that, that was part of the experience. And that's okay. Like, yep. it's like, it's like vinyl, you know, having a, having a little bit of a, uh, scratch on, on a record that's your record. And it's, you know, you don't want to replace that record. That's your record. It's
1: character. That's, yeah. That's part
3: of the character of the sound, you know?
1: Imperfection, so, I think it was, was
3: like, I remember with,
0: uh, the original Battle Kid that came out. Mm-hmm. Somebody found a glitch where if you press select as soon as you got an item, you became invincible. Yeah. <laughs> And I, he, he like fixed it and put on a new version. I'm like, I was like wondering why did he do that? That was actually a cool glitch. It's like the Mario minus levels. Like, why would right, right. you fix that? that right. Like cool. Exactly.
3: So I'm I'm going to hope to fix the glitches, but no, with, a, with one year, with a kind of strict one year development cycle, I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's any way to, uh, to avoid having glitches. Yeah. I mean,
0: so. I mean, the thing is, is like with the beta testers, like yeah. it's, the more thorough that they are, the better. That way, you know exactly. Maybe you can pinpoint it easily. Yeah. That's the key. It's not like, oh, this is jacked up right here. Like, I send you a screenshot. No, we have to be like, all right, I did this to this to this. So yeah. that way, you know, you can pinpoint it better. It's it's always fun for me. And, you know, it gives me a little insight into games, which is great. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe by the fall, man. Before hey. releases. You never know, man. You never when, know. When we're in that phase.
0: Hell yeah. But, um, alright, so Joe, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go over to our segment that we get a lot of feedback on. It's called the bullshit homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> um, may, the main reason why we started doing bullshit homework is because, um, as we've gotten older, I mean, We've had less time to play, and we have all the games. Back in the day, we had all the time, and we'd have, like, a game rental. Right, right. So, so how we've done this is now every week we have a game that one of us chooses, and we kind of rotate it around. Uh, guest always gets choice, though, first choice. Um, but basically what we do is we rotate it around. We make that our focus for the week. Uh-huh. Um, and then we play that. We try. We give it a little college try. We play it so we either get so pissed off that we put our fists through the screen— or we beat the game one or the other all and right. and then we kind of take it i take it from a different aspect and kyle takes it then kevin takes it and we all go at it we talk about it we bullshit about it we try to give it an arbitrary bullshit letter grade <laughs> all and, right. yeah it's some good stuff um and so first of all though we have to get a little bit something out of the way that kyle what are you drinking tonight
1: Oh, got some uh, Pabst Blue
2: Ribbon on tap tonight.
0: Nice. I assume, Kevin, you weren't feeling too well this week. I don't think you're drinking anything.
2: Uh, just H two O, trying to recover. Yeah, yeah I'm with you.
3: <laughs> it would be, it would be Knob Creek. The Knob Creek is sitting right by my right hand, but it is not in a glass right now.
0: <laughs> I, I picture you right now with your left hand holding the right hand down Did not drink that down. <laughs> 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 And I, I'm, uh, I'm drinking a Bell Haven Scottish Ale right now. Excellent. Oh yeah, it's delicious. Of course, as it says, rich, nutty, and smooth. <laughs> um, so as we see in the, um, the title, besides for obviously saying, showing, you know, the mystic searches is that, um, we're, we did final zone two on the turbo CD. It was my pick this week. Um, and how we do it is, is that the person who picks the game goes first since we picked it and we have more of like a bias towards it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that way it allows the other people to be brutally honest after they hear our piece <laughs> so um so basically final zone two i took notes as i played it um first things first is um i did beat it and it took about an hour and a half or so to beat the game it wasn't that long of a game um first thing that you mentioned though is the hilarious bad acting that's
1: in the game <laughs> oh yeah
0: my fucking god that is <laughs> half of the comics that we got i seriously had uh on the Obey group on Facebook, another Graphics group, half more than half the quotes, there was like 60 or 70 quotes. Most of them were comments. Like, um, I took a picture of it because it was like, one of them says, forward march, thrusters are full, fight to the death, watching them yes. fall, burst into flames with Zookas. That's the first, that's the song that plays. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. Title screen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, hilarious. <laughs> I know. Another one,
0: ridiculous. Another one wrote... Um, Bomber, I thought you were the one who revolted into my most unenthusiastic voice. That's what the guy wrote. <laughs> like there's something to be said about kitschy nineties terrible bad acting that now, like, adds to a game just because it's so bad. <laughs> like back in the day we'd probably play it and we'd roll our eyes and turn the damn thing off.
3: Now it's it, like It is the it is the the room of video games. Yeah. <laughs> It oh, is yes. the tr- it is the Troll Two of video games. It yes, is. right. Oh
0: exactly. my God!
3: <laughs> actually, my my uh, my old guitar player, my old uh, partner in crime, was actually in the documentary about Troll Two. Holy, oh, uh, hilarious! <laughs> the best worst movie or whatever it's called. Yeah, right. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's and there's something to be said about that with the game that just adds to it, but um, uh. Now the the acting though it should be noted that it can be skipped. So if you have to restart a level or something, you can press the start button and skip over it. So you don't have to watch it every time if it's like a ten minute scene or something. So that's a good thing that it doesn't you know get into it. The the um the music itself, um like the tile screen's hilarious. Uh there's a level I think it's like the 4th or 5th level where you're this Momoko chick in a pink dress. Yeah, it, it's
1: the 4th one. It
0: plays fucking like anime singing music and it's so hilarious. Um I'll probably be using that as the intro to this episode which will just be funny as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the the music doesn't fit for an arcade top-down commando style shooter. Like it it really doesn't um the levels themselves are short. You get infinite continues. Um, and it's, it's really, really easy. Um, and if, it, if they did something like, you know, I don't know, checkpoints or something like that, it would have been way too easy at that point. Um, the, the one thing is, is that, uh, the controls, they're, they're super responsive. Um, and I like that you can like duck behind stuff and it's kind of strategic because the enemies fly at you, man. You got, you got to like nudge up to, on um, to play the game. Like, is if you try to just blow and hold the top, hold up and just run at shit, the enemies jump right onto you because you scroll a little too high for the game. Like, your, your, your pixel, your sprite is a little, it's like three quarters up on the screen instead of in the middle. Mm-hmm. So the enemies yeah. just jump right on your ass. Um, I, I, preferred the whole time the long distance characters. So as soon as you could choose characters at, at the fourth, um, stage on to the seventh, I chose the long distance characters because i can just sit back and just like blow guys away like it was much easier um my main struggle though i don't know if for for you guys but my main struggle was uh level 2 and 3 um i i probably had to restart 2 a lot like like 6 times it's just cuz you're you're very very underpowered um and then 3 they changed the whole fucking game to a shoot 'em up uh, just for that level and it mm-hmm. was a subpar shoot 'em up like, on the, on the TurboGrafx, you know, the PC engine, known for shoot-em-ups, and they fucked up a shoot-em-up. Like, it's, <laughs> that, that would be the only thing that's like a negative, a, a major negative mark, cause this was like a solid, you know, B game, and then, you know, they did that and fucked it up, and, <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that if you get the P power-ups, cause there's certain enemies will drop like an S power-up or something, or like, uh, and it gives you like either, and it rotates, and you can get like a bomb, or which is, like, for some of them, it's a grenade, and other ones, it's a laser. And then the other side, it gives you, like, life up. It gives you energy. Well, when you kill, like, a mini-boss, it gets, like, a P or an S. and S fills up your life. A P gives extends your life bar. And that carries over from stage to stage. So, like, the, I chose, like, the the chick um in level two. I can't remember if it's Hariko is her name or something like that.
1: Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah,
0: and hers, though, I think I got, like, two Ps in her first level. <clears throat> so, like, when I went and chose her again in level 5, she was already halfway up, and now I get, like, triple the amount of hits. So, it like, every other level became super easy. Um The enemies, it was pretty cool, because as the cheesy-ass story progressed, it turned from, like, all the guys you're fighting to, like, mutants and things... And from level like 4 on, there were some cool different character sprites. Like, the game progressed with the story, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, there's uh, The final boss fight after Kyle talks, um, I gotta go into depth on mine, because something happened to me that I've not seen a video on. I tried to look it up. I couldn't replicate it. Um, I glitched the fuck out of the final boss, which is awesome. <laughs> So, um, it, there's no credits for the screen. There's no ending. So this will be the only game that's up on our page. It doesn't have a composer. So I made sure when we put the, um, the bullshit homework on the bullshit homework page, I put down who the producers were, the developers, and the composers, because they don't ever get any credit. This one, I can't find who sang the songs. I can't find shit. And that's what it's known for. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, for me though, the games, it's, it's a, it's definitely a subpar mediocre game. Um, and it's super fun to the, you know, the kitschy 90s and the, um, the actual gameplay itself is, is very tight. I enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's one of the best. Um, I think I mentioned it to Kyle. It's like one of the best rotational shooters without two sticks, like an arcade commando or something. Like they did it well for what they had with the turbo graphics controller. That's my, my little piece. <laughs> A little bit long-winded there. Um, I think I'll let, uh, Kevin, what's your experience? Because I think he had
2: the opposite as me. Oh, man. Yeah, this thing's, this thing's just garbage. (laughs) Um, I went through and it's, uh, like we were saying, we are comparing controls with gameplay and, um, I was mixing that up. It's definitely the gameplay for me. If a screen isn't like, it reminds me, ever play like, uh. I think it's like Kid Nicky for the NES where you're like trying to run it's like a platformer and yeah. the person runs faster than the screen goes so you're just yep. getting hit by stuff. Yeah, that's that's just like poor game player design or whatever you want to call it in my opinion. And yeah. it's I got a lot of cheap hits while I was trying to play and then it got frustrating and yeah, if I kept playing over and over and I did enough to get to the third level where it was a shoot 'em up it, it is just too many cheap deaths and I don't have much patience for when I feel it's the something wrong with the design here that just doesn't mesh in with me and even with like the shooter it it had like a blind spot every way that you'd turn i mean it is like a diagonal blind spot so it's almost like i had to sit back and then just shoot from a far distance and kind of like try to rail gun shoot back and forth for me to really get through and hit anything and yeah you can compensate with um, better characters as you got farther but i didn't get as far to get worthwhile characters because i was already over it with the first three levels but um yeah i I just didn't have a positive experience i mean it it was funny that you know the the whole horrible acting and stuff but i mean it's going to take more than horrible acting for me to want to keep pursuing this to keep the ball rolling but um so you missed no, it, the
0: notorious bitch slap scene yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, re, I think i'll just youtube those to enjoy them other than go through the pain of dealing with those gaming mechanics for me personally so <laughs> no I, I wasn't a big fan but regardless it was a definitely different change of pace game i like the concept of the game i just wish it was executed completely different it'd been like a great comparable to contra or something if they would have tweaked a lot of things and like you said that shoot 'em up was very subpar, especially oh, for a yeah. TurboGrafx 16 level. And that was mm-hmm. that was like the icing on the cake for me. I'm like, man, if I didn't like this and they couldn't even do this right, I was not interested any longer at that point for me. So that's my two cents. How did, how did you end up liking it, Kyle? Um well actually totally am with you with
1: the the third stage also
2: like pacing
1: wise, like because like, me, I, I thought the game stood on its own merit as far as what it was. So it yeah. didn't it didn't need this weird like shmup thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Which uh, shmups are like my favorite oh, genre of that and platformers, but That's uh, how
0: bad that, that shoot 'em up part is is that we didn't like it. It's crazy. We're both shoot 'em up heads. We love <laughs> shoot 'em up and it fucking pissed us off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean if and I was thinking if this was a shooter it'd be very uneventful, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it would probably be a really like budget one. And and, and, get and it get had it, the you know, um, ten bucks or fifteen, so
0: didn't have like the crazy helicopters that were flying really fast and you cut ca- or the jets and you had to like jets move yeah, yeah you had to move
2: an action the bay, 52 and, game shoot them up
0: and they move like <laughs> twice as fast as you do so you have to know that they're coming so you can avoid them before they come yep. so you're gonna die the first like six times because you get the jets to just take away your entire life and,
1: and I actually had the most trouble with that boss um because they're, they're little like missiles it's hard for me to see them for some reason And like there's tiny to the bottom of the, of the boss and I didn't get
0: hit too much. And I, I lucked out, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He actually doesn't take too many hits, but, uh, yeah, he killed me a few times and, and you have to start the whole level over and I'm like, Oh no, but, Mm. um, (laughs) it's kind of cool with that because you realize the, like I, I've, I've always been like a memorization type of gamer. So I, once I play it about two or three times, it's kind of like is burned into my head. And, uh, the other thing, I'm I'm really uh, lean toward these type of games. So that's where my vote is biased because, like, Mercs and, you know, Jackal and yeah, Commando and General
0: War. Mercs, and Mercs was the best comparison because I, I said, like, when I nominated, I said, like, Commando and, like, even Akari. And it's like, no, it's it, like Mercs on the Genesis. It's super similar to that.
1: Yeah, because it you're like the stuff that you fight, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that the guy's moves was very jackal, like, I don't know, they kind of just, like, meander toward you. It reminds me of that, too. Um, We talked about uh,
0: Final Zone 1 being on the MSX, right? Yeah. It looks almost like a Spectrum or Atari game or something. It looks really bad. Um, And, like, the screen's, like, shrunk and all that. It it doesn't look super good. So I guess this is the best version, because there's a sequel, quote-unquote, spiritual sequel, on the Genesis just called Final Zone. And that game is isometric, and it's it's pretty bad. Like, the controls are terrible for the... Uh, mm. It actually shows you, like, how good Final Zone 2's controls are by playing the one on the Genesis. Cause they just fuck it all up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I found, like, the best strategy in the first two levels, because you don't have a lot of life, is, like, to hide behind the rocks and let the guys, like, come to you. Yeah. And just shoot them when... Because I actually call these types of games geometric top-down shooters because it's all about the angle that either they're shooting at you or you're shooting at them yeah. just knowing like the right angles to do it and uh that's just always been one of my favorite genres um but the other weird thing was like the bosses some some levels are like wasn't a boss but it would be kind of like guys just a bunch negative. of guys and, and, and the was irony was weird. that
0: was like in level five and six when you already powered up that those should have been like in level two
1: yeah, I was like, that's that's kind of strange.
0: They yeah. almost did it like backward because if they had had that crazy level two boss and level five and you had more power, it would have been more you know balanced.
1: Yeah, and like the other thing with the music, they reused I think two of the songs a few times, and that yep. it's just kind of like I don't know going yep. to the well once too often. I guess that's, you could say r- <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> it ain't no Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and the, the, the thing with the um, how the scrolling. Like what Kevin was saying, how it's it's like delayed. Yeah, yeah. that's the biggest complaint that I saw, like in mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I was reading. Um, the other thing though, all the cutscenes, yeah, it's like uh, me and my buddy watched these, like you know Jackie Chan, those old like kung fu flicks, and yeah, we just laugh our asses off because it's so the dubbing and it's just hilarious. It kind of has that same deal with it, um, and yeah, the the voices are just so like this this deadpan delivery and it's, now, it's like no game, enthusiasm yeah. yeah yeah um that's the thing like these kind of games I th- i'm just better at them like it just i so yeah It was the, f- the first night i just i played for about two and a half hours um i took a little break and you know talked to my girl for a little bit and kind of like stretched and all that and then went and finished it but yeah it was I th- i thought it was really fun um But, again, I'm partial to these kind of games. So So go
0: into, um, how how was the final boss? Because then I'll tell you what my final boss experience
1: was. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, and that was, like, one of the bigger sprites of the game. I kind of wish that all the bosses were bigger sprites like that, um, which is another, like, dock down for me, um, Mm -hmm. you know. But, uh, so, yeah, he was, like, a big sprite, and then he... I don't know, like, half like, the screen. Like a big demon-looking guy, right? I guess that's a way to
0: put it, yeah. I'm, and, like, looking um, at it, like, because I, I have the actual... I have the game Box, Box, not even in the CD case, but on the back, they show the final boss on the back. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Yeah, he has, like, a big skull head with horns coming up and down, and he looks like a little snake body, almost.
1: Yeah, and the it's pretty... This first phase is pretty simple. He just shoots a spray that just goes toward the middle of the screen, so you... And, like, I just kind of swerved to the left and to the right and just hit him you know, when I could. And then he broke up and uh, I think it was like two claws in the skull and they started going around the screen. And then uh, once you take the two claws out, then the skull shoots out these like fireballs that kind of like home in on you and wow. you can only damage the skull when his mouth is open uh, kind of thing. So after that, then he just exploded and then that was it. Yeah.
0: And that's, which you should have done in
1: in the beginning.
0: <laughs> uh, now, now you used um. Which guy did you
1: use? So I used Bowie. Um, Bowie. Oh Bowie. The, basically the the main character. But yeah, yeah, what's so crazy is um, his girlfriend like doesn't want him to to go to war, and yeah. he like hits her for it. Like geez, she's just trying to protect you. Like,
0: and then she goes to war too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um. That that's like a huge like oh my god did that just happen? And what I read um in J- in Japan, the translated version for the PC Engine, it's the songs are like exact. So except mm-hmm. they're in Japanese, so they they did it like word for word in English. and I think that's why it's so funny. Yeah, oh yeah. Definitely. Because the Japanese have a a little shtick about them and the way that they do things, and then when it gets translated to a different language, it, it it's hilarious. Yeah. Especially when the Americans are trying to do it, and you, the voice acting—like I was laughing—the like one of the, like the main big guy, Randy, the bald guy, and he's like really big, and then he has this like little kid voice. <laughs> it just doesn't even match, you know. Oh, um, stuff like that—that's that's just great, though. Yeah. Um. So. So so, so my boss fight though for yeah. the end boss completely yeah.
0: different. I don't know how how I fucked it up, but I was Momoko, which was the chick, the the pink robot one, because she shoots like across the entire screen.
1: That's the so name, yeah.
0: I get up to him, I get up to the boss for the first time and he's shooting in the middle, so I go up to the top left immediately and I start shooting to the right. The boss immediately moved to the left and I got trapped and I couldn't move and I'm stuck by the boss's head. Now the boss isn't hitting me. I'm just stuck and I can't move. So I'm just moving to the right and down and I'm shooting, and Momoko has a um a grenade and a shot. So I'm just spamming that. And I see the boss getting hit or something, and then the boss explodes. And there's no second or third form at all, and I beat the game. Like, there was no... So I glitched the fuck out of freaking Final Zone 2, like, I don't know how the hell I found that. I've never seen anything posted on that, and I'm like, I found a brand new glitch in a, you know, 20-year-old game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I almost wondering if, since you hit the skull like, from the back of the screen, maybe you can just take him out whenever, but I
0: don't thinking. know. That's like I had to hit the skull weird. head or maybe because I hit the I was in a spot that I wasn't supposed to be. I was causing some kind of, you know, crazy glitch with the the hitboxes and stuff.
1: <laughs> and um it was funny like that that one level it's like 5 5 I think with the streams, it's like a water level, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I actually ran through that entire level. It's it's kind of funny like I was like let's just see what happens and you can actually run through the whole thing. <laughs> and, and like barely ever get hit Bec- and that's the thing kevin because the delay yeah. you're like it kind of is easier to run through it in that way as long as you just keep shooting because ev- everything ends up getting behind you because you're in front of everything because it's you know you're so like um this the screen just goes way too fast so it's yeah. like that kind of makes the last levels even easier too you can just run through the fucking things um
0: now, i don't but, know if it's randy or the brother one of those two guys has like
1: a short range sword thing if you hold that oh, yeah you can just run through the levels apparently too that's a good idea that's the what you need to go through the level that sword thing because anything that gets in front of you is just dead yeah so i think it's the most powerful thing in the the game so as far as the grade um i i dock it for oh yeah um you know, like the reused music and the way the screen scrolls is kind of like twitchy. And then for the shmup level, it's t- it seems like it was just taken from another game and like dropped down there. It's kind of weird. Maybe if they would have had two shmup levels, it would have been more like. But it's just like one. Well, if they'd
0: have made it better, even. And that 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 too. Oh, oh an explosion. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh,
0: that, we didn't get we didn't get Joe's input oh, yes. either though. Joe said St- so, Joe said. St- well,
1: so so yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a B. I um, I did I did a little homework. Little homework.
3: I I don't have a method of playing the game, but I could make some commentary after <laughs> after after viewing some of the game and 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 whatnot. All right.
0: Um, so, so what's your perspective from an outsider's perspective?
3: Ah, uh, outsider's perspective. Well, something very interesting happened right around that era of gaming that I I think. Uh, made it a really interesting rift in games uh, in general that still exists today, um, and that is that I remember as a kid, games not being as sort of cinematic. Like that wasn't that wasn't the thing. Like they had cutscenes and things like that. Um, but nowadays, if we're to jump thirty years later, games seem to be. Um, a series, it's almost like having a remote control. There are a series of cutscenes that tell a linear narrative that you play these small levels in between these big, almost movie-like things. And that sort of happened in that like CD era of like the Sega CD and the TurboGrafx-16 CD. And you can kind of see it start to happen in games like that where you've got the playable level and then, but the important thing is to get to that next story point in in that case, bad animation and, you know, hor- horrible, uh, and in a, in a little bit of a way, those, that, that kind of takes, takes away a little bit from me in, I kind of liked sort of imagining what those characters actually looked like, extrapolating that with my mind rather than seeing the anime, which is not what I would have pictured them as, you know, definitely that's a completely different, uh, source of commentary than, than since I didn't get a chance to actually play the game. Um, but we've we've actually talked about that at length with the project lately, so I just thought that was interesting to interject. <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. I did yeah, like so, the I did like the bitch slap though. I thought that was hilarious.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Like <laughs> I think Holy that may
3: have been the first bitch slap in a video game.
1: I, 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 think, think, you're right. so.
3: I and, think so. And, and, the irony was is
0: that um, I moved cross country just recently within the last month and I lived really close to Kevin and Kyle. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually was with Kyle. We went to a flea market over by my parents house in Indiana and I found Final Zone 2. With the box and everything. And it's been, it's been sitting in my damn, on my shelf, backlog, been wanting to play it for a long time. And then like the irony was is like, I was like, Oh, we need to play this game, you know. So I, I nominate it, and then Kyle's like, "I think Johnny Millennium, I mean, the happy console gamer, did like a a rib on this game, or and he did like a video where he's like talking about how it's one of the best worst games of all time."
1: Yeah.
0: And so I shot him an email or a message on Facebook. He actually got back to me, and he just, me and him were chatting it up, and he was he didn't have anything new to put out since his video, you know. He said it's still, you know terrible acting and all that but it's something that every gamer should experience (laughs) painfully (laughs) um but like it was pretty cool that you know he he was actually impressed that we i had a copy of the game (laughs) instead of just playing it via emulation or something so but it was pretty cool tidbit throwing there the old johnny millennium did have it and kyle figured that out like i didn't even know that anybody knew this game existed and then so on a whim i posted on the turbo graphics um Facebook group and then people are starting to play the game with us and stuff. So we had a lot of participation this this um this week for games. Pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> the homework is coming along. Um oh yeah. Um so Kevin, what would you give the uh what how would you grade the game? You didn't play it too much, but it was pretty sour, right? So Uh
2: well, I played it as much as I can stomach it is the best way I put it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, if that that as a rental, I'd want my money back. That one's a that one's an F for me on that one. <laughs> F, for, F for Kevin. Um, Kyle, would you say you gave it a B? Yeah,
1: solid B. Um, but again, yeah, that's my type of game. One of them. That's what yeah. I prefer. So yeah,
0: I would probably be a little bit lower just because the shoot 'em up level tended to tank it a little. But the you know the cutscenes. Just for how terrible they were, making one of this, like, that's a game Absolutely. now that, I, like, it's just so funny that I would just play it just to hear the title screen and get to the bitch slap scene. Just, like, like it's just, I don't know, there's just something about it that, like, I would almost throw it up in the B-level too, but. Yeah,
2: that's what YouTube's for, you ain't gotta go through that horrid game to see that. It's, it's true, it's true. It's so bad it's good, though, it's so bad it's
1: good
0: exactly so I might be throwing it up in the B's as well but it it's going to be evening out too so it might be a, it's going to be I think averaging it's going to be like a lower C to a higher D as it is it's it's, it's deservingly a mediocre game for sure <laughs> you got mm-hmm. one person's loving of the genre one person's hating yeah. of it and you got one person myself that I like certain aspects I don't like certain aspects kind of worked out <laughs> so um So how this works, Joe, is that uh, you're the guest. You get to make the choice that we're going to concentrate on for the next week for the
3: game. All right. Well... So
0: there's one catch, though. Okay. We have to all be able to play it um, natively. So I have, you know, EverDrives. Kevin has EverDrives. Uh, Kyle does not have EverDrives. So he can't play just any game, but we do have the option for the, the PC engine... Saturn, Sega CD. I don't know if Kyle Sega CD, but we can burn. Yeah, we can burn games for some of those. Okay, so we, we do we do have options for that as well. So so
3: so is there is there a general like uh, do you sort of do the less played games or or is it all is it a mixed bag like we sometimes. Like to-
0: we like to play gems, badass games if we can, or something that somebody's nostalgic for. So, um, the last guest we had was uh, Rob Roth from SlyDog Studios. And oh,
3: reason... awesome. I know. Yeah, I've,
0: I've talked to Roth many times. Yeah. He's a great guy. And um, for some reason, he loved fucking Predator. So, we played Predator yeah. on the NES. And <laughs> that freaking turd stank was a piece of shit game. <laughs> but I beat it. I beat all 35 levels or whatever it was, but it's it's a lower level game. But he has nostalgia for it. Right. Um, now, the, the irony is, is that he had a he hasn't emailed us his defense yet. He will eventually.
3: <laughs> well, okay. So the easy thing for me to do would be to say, give an NES title. So yeah. I, I'm not gonna do that because that's <laughs> just what that's just what they would expect me to do. All, All right. right. Pretty much. Yeah. So so <laughs> I, I'm gonna say uh, that. Due to a recent successful Kickstarter that I just laughed at and got excited for I'm going to throw back to ToeJam and Earl
1: Yeah. Oh, now, oh, oh, oh. Now, yeah now if oh, toe
3: jam yeah. and earl has been has been played to extensively by you guys but no one or less of you have played the second one which is kind of badly good in a horrible way that could also be the option if no one's played that one but otherwise just a little little uh reminder of toe jam and earl before the new one gets uh gets under production there that was yeah, a, I saw that. That, that, was that was looks amazing the news
0: too. it was, I, I, I take down news as the week goes on. That was in it, the Kickstarter got funded.
3: Yep. Awesome. Yeah, All right, they raised half a million dollars. I was, uh, I found out about it GDC. That's um, pretty,
0: it's it's outstanding. It looks they have actually taken fan feedback and made it look more like the original one too. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kyle, um, hmm. had we used to play this game
1: co-op, and
3: I don't think we ever beat it. Oh, I, we I beat it. We, me and my friend, that probably like you guys. We we definitely beat it. It was uh, it was an adventure. Now,
1: now, my thing is my question about that game because uh, yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd never beat it. I beat it with Game Genie. I think uh, it's one of the best endings too because you can you go to your planet, right, like, right, right. You can walk around and interact it's, it's, with everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But um, as far as the presents go, when you play the fixed world, are is the design of the present? Do you know if that's always the same as what's inside it? Or does that change, like, each time you play the game, does it does a present, like, the way that it looks, represent a different item?
3: No, I, I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's... I don't remember it's been that long, but I think they're random. I think that the it's just meant to throw you off, like, a shape of a present isn't actually correlate to anything. But I could be wrong. I don't I, remember. Cause,
1: cause, yeah, because the, the thing is, there's two presents the total bummer that kills you uh-huh. and the, the the worst one in the game, the randomizer, uh-huh. because it turns all the presents that you know what they are and flips it uh-huh. into something different. Right. So the thing that I was thinking for the strategy, if you knew what each present was, uh-huh. you could just collect the right ones and then save it for when you needed it. Like, you right. know, the wings. So when you're getting attacked by the chickens or whatever, you can turn your wings and fly yeah. um, something like that. So I'm going to have to look into that. Um, yeah. but, yeah, there's a strategy, and it's all it pretty much revolves around those presents. And yeah. I, it's just once you hit that, that randomizer, it, it like screws you over, and you don't even know what you have anymore, and then it's like trouble. So yeah, um, I I never beat it. I I played the second one, actually a a decent decent amount. Yeah, um, I played uh, it. It's it's pretty weird, um, yeah. but it's not it's not like unplayable. No, anything. no, no. It's just yeah. it's it doesn't seem like a successor in any way. No. No, it's it's definitely lesser, you know, than yeah. the original. Yeah. But uh I've I've never beaten Toja To Earl legit,
2: so now Kevin, I'm have kind you excited To Um first one I've gotten pretty far, never beat it. Second one I've only seen. I don't think I've ever played the second one.
0: So I mean I, I have no problem dusting off the first one and actually making it so we have to beat it. I I remember yeah. being me and Kyle like cuz Kyle would come out at least once a month out to the house and we would drink all weekend and our plan was to fucking beat Toe Jim and Earl like what 20 times. Is it
2: easier with two players?
1: No. Okay. No, it's harder It's harder. You, each both players have to be in, in the same elevator to go to the next level. Uh, so if if so, if someone falls off a ledge and that's what's cool about the new game cuz it actually if you it shows the level below you now. Yeah, 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 I saw that. That's neat. Yeah. So you have to wait for him to go and get all the way back up to the next level and then find you and then you can go to the next level. So, yeah, it's a lot harder with two. Um, It's fun as hell, though. It's one of the best two two player games ever.
3: I wonder if they're going to work that into the game mechanic, too. So where you fall down to the next level, like you can fall through multiple levels or there'll be, you know, ways that you (laughs) can let, you know, there's like giant gaping holes and you have to try and parachute
1: to the you know place or whatever, you know. And that's why that's why it's so hard because you can really get screwed, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. out of nowhere. Like a perfect game just gets royally screwed.
0: You know what's um, you know what's ironic is <clears throat> my wife has been complaining because she's like, when are you gonna pick a game that I'll, I'll play? Well, this is one of her favorite games, so there's no oh, excuse yeah. for her to not play it. So I'm gonna have <laughs> a co-op experience as well
3: nice oh,
0: no. yeah that's perfect like and she'll be mad because i'll be like hey you gotta play now <laughs> that's awesome that was a great choice Joe.
3: thank you thank you I'm, gl- I'm glad i'm glad you guys all agree i'll even play i'll even play it too i'll, I'll fire it up on the emulator over here nice.
0: that's the point man that's the point because the key is is that we our backlogs are so extensive that like there's so many games we need to get to and so little time and if we Make it so that way we we have to talk about it next week on the podcast. Guess what? I'm gonna have to get off my ass and I'm gonna try to beat this bastard. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So that was an awesome one. So next week we will be playing Toe Jam and Earl. Um, people can definitely you know participate with us either via Facebook. Um, when we post this podcast, they can you know start talking about it on Facebook. They can go on the the blog, uh, my blog page, where I'll have it on the bullshit homework page. You can respond on there. We also have VG bs podcast at gmail.com just shoot us an email um there's multiple ways um there's one other piece of um information that we got to talk about real quick before we take a break um and we've talked about it we started to um stray from one game a week and me and kyle were talking like it's been getting a little insane with all the we did like an extra credit game a couple weeks ago and then this week we played we beat the me and Kyle beat the game pretty easily, but Kyle didn't play it
1: till later in the week, right, Kyle? Uh, Monday, I believe.
0: Yeah, or like Monday. Um, I played it on Friday and beat it. So that was like the day after the podcast, I beat the game. Um, so then me and Kevin started, because he was fed up by freaking Saturday. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we started playing, because I had modded my Sega Saturn to, you know, so I could do the disc swap method. So we started playing some Sega Saturn games, which we're, we're going to talk about after the break and all that. But, um, like, we decided, like, what we need to do is we're going to do a season game. So, basically, a game where, like, with these homework games, we're not going to choose, like, an epic long game because we got a, a week to play it. So, we're not going to play a crazy RPG or action RPG. So, we, we figured that the best option would be to choose a game that we could play, and we had our goals to beat it by the end of the entire season. So the season will be like, you know, 26 episodes or something. And then what we'll do is we'll uh, take that and we'll play it every week. Um My goal, personal goal, is to play for like an hour every week. Um And then we'll talk about it as we play it. Now, if there's a week where we can't get to it, it's so be it. So there might be one week that Kevin isn't able to get to it or I can't get to it or Kyle can't get to it because we're playing the homework game or something else on the side. When Mortal Kombat X comes out, I'm going to be, you know, spent for a while. <laughs> this is how it is. That's My wife's waiting on that like pins and needles. So I'll be, I'll be playing that a lot. Um, but um, we had a couple nominees for games. And, and, and what I wrote in the little synopsis is, is that we play as little as much as we can with the goal of completing it by the end of the season. Um, the key is, is that we only have one game for the season. So if we beat the game, like if you get motivated, Kevin, and beat the game this week... You got you know, the whole season, All you know, right. to, to, to chill. So, um, we shouldn't be able to beat it easily is the key. So we're not going to pick, like, um, you know, a game that we could, like, Final Zone 2 that we can beat in an hour. Like, that's, <laughs> so we had a, f- we had a few nominees. Um, a couple of them are, were kind of shot down because of, um, either my experience with it or Kevin's experience with it. Um, one of them I, I nominated was Dragon Warrior for the NES. Yeah. Um and Kevin's already beaten that game too much. Um <laughs> and then I said ease book 1 and 2 for the Turbo CD, but I actually just played through book 1, so I'm already halfway home. So it's Um Kyle's lot nominations though were perfect. Um number 1 was Secret of Mana and number 2 was Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Both epic games. One's, you know, action RPG, the other one's RPG. Um, and I, I definitely have no problem with either. Um, what about you, uh, Kyle?
1: Well, the thing with Chrono Trigger, it's like, I've never beaten it, but like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I, I, everyone just raves about it. So I, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what's the deal? You know? <laughs> mhm.
0: And I know it's like in a fantasy setting, there's time travel, so you can play in the future and in the past and in the way past. And there's like a lot of endings. <laughs>
1: So. Yeah, that, that that one's gone up a ton too, because I remember it was like 15 or 20 bucks when I found it. Now it's like over 100 bucks just for the cart. Like, Jesus.
0: Yeah. And so, it's um, crazy for a game that I've never actually beaten, because I've definitely not beaten Crocer. I probably spent a couple hours with it, max um i have it on boxed on the super famicom i have it boxed on the super nintendo i have crimson echoes a fan-made reproduction that's a limited edition red cartridge cib mm-hmm. uh, i got yeah, crazy yeah. shit with chrono trigger and i haven't beaten the game so there's no reason why i shouldn't beat that game and same thing for mana i have mana boxed as well and need to beat that bastard too. So yeah. um, Yeah. What
2: about you, Kevin? What do you prefer? Um, I was, I was just reading both of them and, uh, they both look great. Secret of man and chrono trigger were the two that I was boiling down to. But, uh, the reason I was leaning towards chrono trigger for me is, uh, it's a game that I've never touched and I've only read about and people just have yet to shut the hell up about the game. So. I know. It's like So crazy. that's what's perked my interest enough. I mean, no offense to Secret of Mana, I'm sure it's a great game, but I don't hear people jamming down my throat Secret of Mana as much as I hear Chrono Trigger. So for my yeah. own uh peace of mind, I want to actually experience and beat that sucker and see what oh. the hell everybody's flapping about. <laughs> okay. So, so uh um, that's that's my bid, Chrono I
0: Trigger. Mean, that sounds yeah. like what we should be, what we should be going with then. Cause I know with mana, it's going to be integral. Cause we probably will play it then in another season or something. But I think with mana, it's integral that you have to set up your AI a certain way. Cause there's like a whole grid that you set up your partners for. Otherwise, they'll get killed immediately and it's a pain oh. in the ass. So there, there's some whole thing about that that, like, maybe we need to research that before we
2: nominate it. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Chrono Trigger kind of like a Final Fantasy you just kind of plug on through?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the oh, cool thing about right. Chrono is is that you it's like Earthbound. You see all the enemies. There's no random encounters. They're actually on the
2: screen. Oh, well, I like so, it already then. Yeah. And, me, it drove me nuts in Dragon Warrior. Yeah, there's no randoms. <laughs> um yeah. now there will be a spot that's where a you get to like because i played it
0: for like an hour and there's like a spot where you're going through the woods and then you get stopped and they yeah. come out of the woods and attack you or something but you still see them and yeah. there's animations and it's i've i've played it a little bit and i enjoyed it i've definitely meant to and i'm gonna restart a new save file
3: obviously got it uh, um yeah. what
0: about you joe what's your take on chrono
3: that's a really tough uh i have them I have very few games that I downloaded from for the Wii on the on Nintendo's eShop there, and both of them are are among them. So wow. that would be that'd be a tough decision. That'd be a flip of a coin for me. Yeah,
0: I mean, and, and the thing is, is that you know we're doing the podcast, the bullshit podcast, because me and Kyle we always chatted on the phone for five hours a freaking week, anyways. Yep. And so we get an excuse to pl- to fucking talk bullshit about games. We always used to say, well, this is all podcast-worthy talk. That's what we've always said was mm-hmm. hilarious. And this gives us an excuse to play. So we're doing this for our fun. So we, sure. all we have is time. This this podcast could go on for freaking 30 years, you know what I mean? Like, right. so have a million games to play. And as long as it's fun, we'll keep doing it. And the, the key is, though, is that we can't feel like we have to play it every week or because we all have lives. We have jobs. Yeah. They're families. I mean, I got a wife and a daughter. Kyle has a new girlfriend. Kevin has a wife and, and a bun in the oven. Little, little something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, So you got a little bun in the oven too. So, yeah, so. I mean, I'm saying we, we got stuff going on. So I mean, worst case scenario, you know, we'll, we'll talk about them. And again, though people that are listening can definitely tell us their experiences with Chrono. And I recommend everybody started anew with us. So that way we all start over at the beginning because if somebody's already been playing it for 20 hours they're gonna have a different experience than starting it brand new um just so you know kevin and kyle um besides for the super nintendo version there also is the one on the playstation one on final fantasy chronicles
1: yeah i think it has new cutscenes It has anime um,
0: cutscenes i'm not sure if it's during the game i know definitely at the beginning there is yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have the game. I'm probably going to play it on the Super Nintendo. just yeah, so Yeah, me experience too. It. I want
2: to do it the original now,
0: one. Now, yeah, be, be, same here. Now, now, besides for that, there's also a Nintendo DS remake, which also has the anime cutscenes, and double screens, so you can see, like, stats and stuff on the bottom.
2: I don't feel like squinting at this game that's going to be, like, 60 hours. Yeah, that's... <laughs> no, <laughs> no thanks.
0: Well, but <laughs> if you had, like, a hour or two-hour commute in, during the yeah, day, that's true. you could sit there on the DS that's and true. play that bastard for a couple hours, It'll, like, a day, honestly. Like, that's craziness. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be an option, because I'm going to have to do some commuting here on a train soon. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm, I might think about it, but I'm not, I'm not going to um, deny myself playing it on the Super Nintendo.
2: Yeah. It would be interesting day. if everybody wanted to pick a different version, then we all could uh, complain or praise it, but
0: it's, it's whatever's
2: com- comfortable for anybody.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I'm going to avoid playing it on the... Um, the Xbox Arcade that I have. I have everything on that thing. Um, I'm, on Coin Ops, I'm going to avoid playing it on the EverDrive. I'm going to play it on the actual cartridge.
2: Yeah, that's the best way.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that's that's the way to go. Um, I'm not going to play on the Japanese cartridge either. There's no way in hell, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing. I It's like I saw one for like $2.50. Yeah, of, yeah. For Super super Famicom Chrono Trigger. it's It's like worth nothing over there. I'm like, that's so weird.
2: Craziness, man. Yeah, supply and demand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah,
2: hell yeah. So um,
0: I think right now is a good time to take a break, so we can all you know have a break and all that. Um.